Welcome to Raising the Bar. I am Ashley Vargas, and I help lifters feel more confident adding weight to their barbell. Hello, lifters, and welcome to the next episode of Raising the Bar. I am here with a woman that needs absolutely no introduction, Miss Tamara Walcott. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Ashley? Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I know that you're such a a busy lady, so I really appreciate you taking the time. And I know the listeners are going to be excited to uh, hear our discussion today. So um, the very first time that you and I connected was on Instagram, actually, right after you did the women in powerlifting like virtual um, seminar, which I thought was absolutely amazing. Um, There were... There were a lot of things that um, you and the other ladies on the panel touched on that I think a lot of women in this sport really struggle with, um, but it's not necessarily like talked about very much, um, specifically like how to balance your time between family, work and training, which is something that I know that you do very well. Um, Also, you know, the, the body image issues that come with this sport. So what really was your motivation behind putting that together and kind of moving forward with the women in powerlifting movement? So I think one of the things that we needed to unpack that day is that we need to say things that needed to be said out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of us feel the same way, but sometimes we don't have that voice to kind of speak it and say it out loud. So that was a moment of opportunity for us to all get on the same page and realize, hey, you're not the only one going through these certain situations. It's okay because you have a community that is here to support you because we're all going through some of the same things. Um, So women in powerlifting, um, pretty much for me too as well, if you look at the open powerlifting board and you combine men and women, a lot of women are sitting at the top rank. So we are making some major strides. This is our time. Um, So I think that's why I really started Women in Powerlifting to kind of just highlight some of the amazing things that we're doing. And then also just air out um, some of the discussions that need to be had so we can move forward and be more comfortable in who we are. Absolutely. What do you think are some of the things that are holding women back in the sport? Um, Of course, you know, powerlifting started male dominated sport. If you look at strength sports, like we're just, we're in the 2000s now. So 20th century, 2020, 2022. So pretty much uh, we were told as little girls growing up, don't be too loud, don't do this, don't scream, stay quiet. A little girl should know their place. No. Why are we the only species where women are not looked at as the male species? Um, Because if you think of um, fish or animals just in general, like, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, they kind of carry the, bo- the the same weight in their tribe. So same thing for women, like it's okay for us to be strong. It's okay for us to voice our opinion. It's okay for us to get a little dirty. It's okay for us to be a little bit um, more outspoken than others. It is okay. So I just think that that's an important thing that we need to remember every single day. Absolutely. And, you know, I think when it comes to women in strength sports specifically, there seems to be this thought that femininity and strength are mutually exclusive things. And that's not true at all. Like they absolutely can go hand in hand. And one thing that I've heard you say a lot on like different interviews that I've heard or on your social media, that your strength is your sexy. And I love that. I love that. Yep. So from the women in powerlifting, it then birthed my strength is my sexy tour. And I really wanted to bring that out because a lot of us do our side by side where we're in the gym and we look one way and then we get dressed up and throw on our heels and we look another way. Um, 
still strong. It doesn't matter what we're wearing. So our strength is our sexy. We're walking into these gyms that are male dominated most of the time. And we are owning the space that we are in because we belong. Absolutely. Yep. And you know, it's funny as a powerlifting coach and being a female powerlifting coach, which there aren't very many of us coaching either, or having, um, you know, a voice within the sport outside of like the realm of an athlete, the majority of my clients are men. And, you know, when I'm going to these meets with my clients and my guys are taking, you know, winning their weight class, getting best lifter, all these things. And everyone is just so amazed, like, oh my gosh, this man is being coached by a woman and he's winning. I'm like, I don't understand why that is so surprising. Same, same. Um, I have a lot of people that have been coming to me more recently since breaking these records um, and just saying, hey, you know what? I resonate with your story. Guess who they are? Men. Men. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And just asking me, like, what can you do? What tips do you have? Um, but that's okay. And it should have been like that years ago, but there, you're seeing more of us now more often. Um, but I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I get that because I get a lot of men walking up to me saying, I wish I was as strong as you. What are you doing? What can I do? Help. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just on a podcast over the weekend. I was a guest on somebody else's podcast and him and I know each other from the gym and he's more in the bodybuilding realm. Um, but when him and I first connected, he was like, I looked at your Instagram and he's like, damn, I think you can probably deadlift more than me. And then when we got on the, the podcast, he like apologized for saying that. And I was like, why are you apologizing? Like, I'm, I find that to be like very complimentary. <laughs> I, I agree. I find it liberating as well. But you know, one of the things talking about finding things refreshing and just liberating, one of the reasons why I started My Strength is My Sexy Tour and the Women in Powerlifting as well is because I have a lot of 13-year-old girls, 11-year-old girls, 13-year-old boys whose parents and themselves come up to me saying, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for being inclusive. Thank you for looking different. Thank you for being heavier. My daughter goes through XYZ. She's being bullied for being heavy, but she enjoys lifting because she's strong. Like, own it. And all I can tell people is walk in your true authentic self, own it, no matter what you're walking into. So yeah, I'm loving this. And and that's what I love about you know everything that you promote is, you know, just because like athletes don't have to look a certain way in order to be considered an athlete, right? You don't have to be thin. You don't have to be overly muscular. You don't have to be super lean in order to be considered an athlete. And I always say like fitness looks different on everyone, right? So, and what's important to some people might be a six pack and that's fine, but that's not important to other people. And I don't think that things of that nature should define whether or not someone is fit. I agree. And we have people looking at things in the other direction. Mm -hmm. There's people, walk up to me that cannot gain weight for whatever they try. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it, we're, 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 we're on the same journey, but just, just in different directions. Absolutely. So yep. different on everyone. Absolutely correct. Yep. Now you didn't always have this uh, athletic mindset and this positivity around your, your, your image and like your story is a little bit different than what most powerlifters I've spoken to have. Like you haven't always been an athlete. Is that correct? 
So I actually have. So here's where I lost my athleticism, but now my athletic mentality is coming back into play. So all through, I think as early as elementary school, I played basketball, um, played basketball in junior high. Then I incorporated volleyball. Um, same thing carried over. And I, I added softball when I got into high school. Um, I did not necessarily know what weightlifting was or strength sports were. So once I got into powerlifting, that competitive aspect kind of came back into play. That mindset of, all right, all right, it's time to win. It's it's go mode. Um, I lost a little bit of that along the way once I got married and started having kids. Sure. Um, to do those sports where you had to go to practice, could not fit into anyone's schedule. So I think the easiest way for me to transition back into sports after wanting to lose weight and start taking care of myself again was to do something on my own schedule and that was going to the gym. Then I found powerlifting. Gotcha. And what about powerlifting is so appealing to you outside of the fact that you can do it on your own time? I'm starting to understand and um, coming to a realization that I've always been strong. Mm -hmm. um, I was that kid that could pass every sit-up test, every um, push-up test, still can't pass a pull-up test, but I was always strong. Um, so I think one thing for me is that now I'm able to channel that ability into, all right, this is my niche. I've been strong. I've always been strong. Like, girl, you're strong. So use it. Really? So <laughs> earliest things that I can remember is putting 225 on my back and being able to squat that. And I was like, this feels good. I used to weigh half this because by then I dropped a hundred pounds. So mm -hmm. It just felt really good to move some of the weight that I once weighed. And now you're you know, up to 600. Yeah. <laughs> 600 you know, plus. A cool 660, you know? Oh, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and that, uh, that amount of strength just developed over a fairly short period of time. Is that correct? Yes. It started to now, like four yeah. or five years, right? Because my first competition was in 2018. Oh, my God. So I did the Royal Rumble in downtown Baltimore. Um, and I remember coming in first in my weight class there. I think I was first overall as well. And at that time I was doing like a 394 deadlift and that was a struggle. It was a struggle. Yeah. That's crazy to think <laughs> now you're in the, the mid sixes and have the all time world records and just absolutely crushing it. And, you know, it's funny every time I see you break another deadlift record, you're not breaking anybody else's, but your own. So like at this point, it's truly just you versus you. Yeah. Yeah. True. And it feels, it, it feels great, but it's like, Oh, you haven't hit your ceiling yet, girl. Let's keep going. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, Want to hit that 660 on the platform. Yeah. And um, when do you plan on competing next? I know you just did the American Pro. Mm -hmm. So I just did the American Pro. No intentions on competing in powerlifting again, maybe until the end of next year, okay. unless I actually have an itch come 2023. Yeah. Um, but I'm in off season right now. A very well-deserved long off season because I've been going nonstop since 2021. Right. Um, but I do plan to do the Arnolds in March and do the deadlift competition there on Strongman. Very nice. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's when you set the most recent record. Is that correct? Or did you set that at the American Pro? So I actually set the most re recent record at the American Pro okay. right before at the Elephant Bar deadlift record in Strongman. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're just crossing over into both sports. Yeah. Any, <laughs> I got it. Then why not? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Any, um, any Strongman competitions in the near future? 
No, that's the only one I'll stick to. I told all my strongman friends started calling me after that or messaging me like, when you coming over? I'm like, y'all run too much. I'm not running. I am not <laughs> running. I am not running. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a runner by any stretch of the imagination either. And I can see myself falling over my own feet. <laughs> Just because you can pick things up doesn't mean you're coordinated. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's so funny that you had, you had mentioned before that you haven't quite been able to hit a pull up. And it's so interesting that, you know, the strength that comes from picking up a barbell does not translate over into body weight whatsoever. And a lot of powerlifters struggle with body weight movements, including myself. Um, it took me a very long time to be able to like do a good quality pull up and then be able to rep it out. Meanwhile, I can pick hundreds of pounds off the floor. <laughs> did one pull up I could do one I can do one pull up I finally this year was able to do one pull up I actually posted it on my page and I realized that you're not pulling with your hands you're engaging your lats like yes yeah (laughs) just like everything else you have to like fully be engaged in order to to make that happen yeah um so you being such a a busy woman juggling a full-time job juggling family juggling training how do you prioritize all of those things Well, definitely. I'll tell you, if I am not taking care of myself first, I can't take care of anyone around me. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that kind of propelled me to where I am today is I finally decided to say, you know what, Tamara, years ago, I had to say, you're going to have to be a little bit selfish and take care of you. Because I got to almost 500 pounds by pouring into my husband at the time, who was now my ex-husband, pouring into um, my kids only, and then giving myself sloppy seconds. I was that person overachieving at work and just taking work home with me and still working. And I had to stop all that. So I had to choose to be a little bit selfish. Mm -hmm. How I would say that I prioritize is pretty much myself, my family, um, training, kind of in that order. uh, And then just even myself, like falling under myself category. That's like doing stuff for my family and my friends. That's my me time. That's some of me just giving myself personal time. But it takes a lot of juggling, being a mom. It takes a lot of, there's a village because I have to like tap in um, to the kid's stepdad, tap into my mom, tap into their uncle when it's time to train and travel. Um, there's a, not a lot of things, as you see, have, have started and entered into my life. Now I have Ulta Beauty, I'm with Project Rock and um, Under Armour. So there's more traveling than ever. Mm-hmm. And I still have to train. I still yeah. am working a nine to five. I still have a business. I still have to be a mom. I can't put any of these things on the wayside. So I would say I juggle all of that by prioritizing is I have seven days in a week. Those seven days, I may not do specifically what I need to do on that day. I might set a calendar, but if I said I was going to train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it happens that I'm training Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, as long as I get it done within those seven days, it does not matter. Right. I sweat the small stuff. I don't beat myself up. I remember early on when I started, I would, I would be self-sabotaging if I said, okay, I'm training Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then if I didn't, it would go three weeks four weeks before I decided that I would train again because I felt like I ruined it. So I pretty much just look at a seven day timeframe and get it done the best way I can. 
Absolutely. And there has to be some flexibility in there, especially with all the different things that you're juggling. Like you can have the the best made plan and something's going to come up. Right. And it's yeah. going to have to be able to like ebb and flow with that. Um, but I think that's something that a lot of women specifically struggle with because they do have, you know, all those things that they're trying to juggle and they feel like it's selfish to take time for themselves. But really, when you take time for yourself, you're really giving your your family and your friends and um your nine to five job really the best version of you when you're able to take care of yourself first yeah there's times that i've looked at laundry in the corner and i think someone um talked about this on the podcast as well and it's like all right you got clean towels your kids are still in clean clothes why be in a bad mood and stress yourself out over the laundry that's going to stay there an extra two days yeah if you it's really not that big of a deal it'll be fine Because it will still be there in two days. It's not going yeah. anymore. <laughs> because if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. So <laughs> that's no. so funny. Um, so let's talk a, a little bit about this um, new venture that you have with Ulta Beauty. Like, how did all of that come about? So it was really incredible. Um, breaking these world, these all-time world records, mm-hmm. um, has opened a lot of doors. One thing I want to say, and I make sure I put this on the podcast, because I think it's important to remember that you have to maintain and be your true, authentic self. Ulta Beauty, Ellen, The Rock, they all looked at my social media and went back a ways way before I was nothing. Right. It's like she's been her authentic self. She's been about empowering women. She has been a positive light. Um, so I think they just truly saw me for me. They truly saw, I have moments where I cried online. I had moments where I just continue to be vulnerable and transparent all the time. Um, because someone's watching and most importantly, my kids are watching, mm-hmm. you know? So they found me, they reached out to me, just, they just reached out to me and said, Hey, we think that you would be perfect for this because we've been following you at XYZ and all our employees, we've shopped you around to them and they all love you. And some who've been following you for years think that we should move forward. So that's kind of how everything kind of came to fruition. Pretty much the same um, with Under Armour and Project Rock. That's incredible. You know, I think a lot of times when people get a little bit of fame and get some recognition and get that social media attention, they tend to conform to what the expectations of social media are. And I love that you have never done that. You've always presented your true self, regardless if, you know, it's good, bad, or otherwise, right? Um, And with social media in the fitness industry, you know, there are so many influencers out there that don't portray like the the realistic side of the fitness industry, whether it's powerlifting, bodybuilding, lifestyle, whatever it is, you know, they paint this picture of, you know, this is what you need to look like. This is what, how you need to live your life, et cetera, et cetera, in order to, you know, promote or sell or do whatever they're trying to do. But I love the fact that you have never changed and you've been consistent and it's just been you the whole time. I think that's amazing. Thank you. I think I love um, like Project Rock brought me out and even Alta, they call me an ambassador. I like that word better than influencer because to influence, you have to kind of figure out what your crowd likes. Mm -hmm. But I think for me as an ambassador, people are coming in because they're coming in for me so I can stay authentic. Um, So I I love the word um, ambassador over influencer. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, with especially with women on social media and in the fitness industry, you know, there's 
they want to promote their body in order to get the influence, right? In order to get the followers, in order to get the business, whatever they're trying to influence, right? And I think that the focus needs to be around empowerment, around education over this is what I look like. Don't you want to look like this too? Right. And and I love that you that you they, people that are gonna look at me and I'm gonna be a good fit for them or I'm not. You know right. what I mean? Thanks. There's gonna be people people that you resonate with or there's gonna be people that you don't. Um so you should just be you mm-hmm. and your self always yeah. because you're not a cup of tea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Or you're that think that they didn't need and they're like "Ooh, this tastes good I'm staying (laughs) absolutely and you know I've had just with my own like social media and the content that I put out it's very educational based like you will never see a photo of me and booty short squatting like that's just not my thing and it is for a lot of women that's fine do do whatever feels best for you but I've had so many people say like you would gain so many more followers if you were to do those things I'm like that that's not me I cannot do that you know and honestly I don't want those type of people following me anyway. Like, mm-hmm. What are they going to do for me? Nothing. Yeah. 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 They're so there it, for the education if they're looking for booty shorts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. they're not here to absorb what I'm trying to put out anyway. You're an education <laughs> page. So. <laughs> Say that again? You're an educational page. You're here to educate. Exactly. Educate and promote positivity. That's all I'm going yeah. to do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so you said that you're you're taking this this long off season. What does your off season look like compared to your prep season? So I wish I could say that it's easier, but it's not because I have some pretty hefty goals, hefty mm-hmm. hefty <laughs> goals, <laughs> uh, like the trash hefty hefty. Oh. Sorry. So my off season, I have some pretty hefty goals for the end of 2023. So I really wish that I can say, and I'm glad you asked this because I was training the other day. I did a deficit of 515, three sets of three at a deficit. And then I had chains after work, some chains, chain work or like 495 plus chains for three sets of three. And someone looked at me, they're like, your coach must really love you. And I was like, you th- I know, right? But they said it all <laughs> sarcastic way. And then I didn't think about it until um, someone posted it and said, wow, she's doing deficits of three by three at 515 in her off season. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I, thought, I was like, wow, I am still working pretty hard. So long story short, I'm still working pretty hard on my off season. But what it looks like, I'm still doing the threes, um, still benching, still deadlifting, still squatting. Um, but I'm focusing on a lot of like... Um, accessory and rehab stuff to kind of strengthen my areas of weakness yeah if that makes sense. Oh, um no. dealing with some knee issues for the pro so i'm i'm doing a lot of like sled pulls to rehab my knee um things like that um in my off season you know i think the off season is really like the key time where changes are really made and people who take it easy in their off season like in my opinion, that shows that during their next prep and during their next performance on the platform, like you can tell who takes their off season very seriously and who takes that time to, you know, pull back on the gas a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you were pushing so hard is probably going to scare some people, but that's okay. That is the plan. They should be. <laughs> that is they the plan. Should be. Well, 
Um, I know that you are uh, taking time on your lunch break to chat with me and are limited on time. And I think we're almost at 30 minutes here. So um, before we before we depart here, I would like to get your advice. Like what advice would you give for, we'll call it female lifters specifically, for those mm -hmm. who are either starting in the sport or training to get to that elite level? Like what's the best piece of advice you can give them? Best piece of advice is you're looking at the all-time world record holder for the heaviest total woman's deadlift in the world, who knew absolutely nothing about strength sports until three years ago. Mm -hmm. um, say, don't be afraid, be fearless, look for that community because we're around. <laughs> so reach out to anyone in the lifting community because that's one of the things that I noticed that we are tight knit and we are for each other. Absolutely. Um, and just come in and welcome and own it. We are here for you. So just be fearless because you have someone here to catch you when you fall. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to link your Instagram, your website, and all of the details in the notes of this podcast. So if people want to find you, they'll have all of the, the links necessary to do so. Um, and good luck in your off season. Very excited to see what you uh, have planned for 2023. I'm sure it's going to be uh, another world record breaker. Yep, world record breaker. And then also, I just want to share um, one podcast to the next. 2023, be on the lookout for a podcast between myself and my best friend. We are starting our own podcast. And oh it's my gosh, amazing. That's yeah. so exciting. Well, I can't wait to listen. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Ashley. Bye-bye.